You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. I've heard some disturbing news. By the way, welcome to the show. Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews here for your Wednesday night's disturbing news. Everyone today is running around saying, Happy Gravy Day! Who's gonna make the gravy? This is the worst Christmas song ever made. I almost prefer I Saw Mummy Kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> that, that is creepy, that one, isn't it? Mum was a bit worse that year. Especially... When does he say December 21? So a friend of mine texted me and said, Happy Gravy Day, Sats. And I went, what, what's that about? Because they know that I'm not a huge Paul Kelly fan. No, you're not. No, I said I'm not, I'm not. a huge fan. Yeah, now yeah. I realise what... Gravy Day is. Sorry, Jack, did you ever think to cut the bit where it says December 21? Exactly. As an example? Oh, but no, that's a slow bit of the song. No, no, but you think you'd cut the bit that says December, like the bit where he sings December 21, yeah? yeah so we're then. About gravy in that no, no, but we understand that, Jack. We just look like idiots. Yeah, so, mm. yeah, Jack. I didn't do anything to make you look like idiots. Jack, if you want us to explain what it is, you need the bit of the song that says December 21. Okay? This is just a little bit of homework on the run. Don't take it personally. Hello, everyone. Hi. Well, what, do you, what would you say? What with? You'd want to hear the December 21 bit, wouldn't yeah, absolutely. you? Absolutely. Yeah. Love you, Jack. Tim Sheen's on the show today. You and Badge spoke to him earlier in the year, and we're going to recap that wonderful chat that you had with him. Both of you, of course, coached by the great man. He's preparing to take the helm well he is already but uh when the west tigers run out in 2023 trying to get them into the finals it's been a while mm. it's been a while i got i got to say he's a coach that can he is able to extract every little bit of talent and a little bit more out of players he's proven it for many mm. many years 800 games as a coach yep yeah I, I miss the old days where the tigers used to finish ninth <laughs> hopefully timmy can get them back to there that's ridiculous uh, shoot those through to us as well. Great sporting moments from 2022. But I want to get to the big news of the day. It's over. Game over. Live golf players mm. can play at the Masters. Yep. Why then would you want to continue to play for the PGA when you're allowed to play in the Masters? Well, I think, yeah. Well, I think you're right. I think it's a it's a pretty big line in the sand now, isn't it? That Augusta, Augusta National, which isn't controlled by the PGA, has allowed the the signed, live signed players to, to play in the yeah, one and of good them. on them. You get to see the best players play together. And I think they've realised that. I think they realise that with Cam Smith and um, yeah, Dustin Johnson and some of these highly ranked players in yep. top ten, if they're not going, if they're going to be out of the uh, out of the Augusta, the the Masters, well, attendance and viewing would it be affected? And I, I don't think they wanted to take that risk. I still think people would have turned up to watch one of traditionally one of the great sporting moments. Uh, on the calendar, if mm. some of those players weren't playing, like your Cam Smiths and your Dustin Johnson and whatever it may be. But 
It would, it would be... I don't know, Sats. It, they, no, they'd still turn up traditionally. Because oh, they'll wheel out Tiger but, and his but, son, yeah. But if it... But if it continued for year two, year three, year four, year five, it, it would, would be heavily wane, affected, yeah. yeah. I'm getting sick of the PGA just wheeling out Tiger oh, and his son all the time. let it go. What? All the time. It's a great narrative. You've got a, Is it? You've Why? Got, you've got the greatest player of all time. They've never shown Aria carrying the bag for me once when I put six balls in the water on the one hole and she laughed at me. Mm. I shot 16 on the third at Royal Helen's. You can't have a day. 16, can yeah. you? Isn't yeah, they brought in, no, they brought in a law oh. rule now at the course that the cutoff's 12. Okay. It's called the Jason rule. <laughs> uh, and the, by the way, the Gabba pitch, has it's been given a, a slap on the backside uh, for that first test. You and I thought it was great. I, I love it because, you know, it's a little bit like rugby league when everyone loves the try scorers. And in cricket, it's, you know, we all love the batters. You know, we love getting centuries and double centuries. But I've got to say, I'm one of the, I think, very few that loves a, an all-out bowling attack that just slices through the, the batting order like what happened with both teams, with South Africa mm. and their first-class bowling attack as well. I absolutely loved it. Loved that Travis Head which sat out there on his own and although he got out in the 90s, he was the one that was able to fight against the elements. And that's what... Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. That's what skill is about, Absolutely. being able to fight the elements. Batsmen win again, don't they? And there's no difference to playing in a... A pitch in India or Pakistan that's mm. on day four that's got cracks, yeah, big enough that players will fall down. They'll never that's see right. again. That's right. Um, yeah, but it's all about yeah, as you said, it's all about the batters. Footy update on the way. Some big news for the Rabbitohs. This is Sports Day. The seven seat Kia Sorento large SUV. The seven seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, for expert car service, book into your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. The coach of the Rabbitohs, Jason Demetrio, will be on the show tomorrow night. But big news out of the borough today. South have confirmed the key re-signings of Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell-Sats in a massive boost to the club. Of course, Damien Cook re-signed last week. Yep. Mitchell's deal locks him into the end of 2027. And he has said... I don't want to play for anyone else other than the Rabbitohs. And, of course, Walker is a little bit older. He's still to the end of 2025. I applaud you, Blake Soley, the South CEO. Applaud you. I applaud you. Applaud you, okay. <laughs> I applaud you. What? Uh, well done. Great great signings. Pretty seamless and easy an easy operation, this one. Damien Cook you know, would, have, would have entertained offers from other clubs, but I've got to say, um, I've got to say, yeah, he's never going anywhere. They love Jason Demetrio. Absolutely love him as a coach. They love Wayne before, and, and Jason Demetrio has just tried to continue, you know, the legacy the best way he can. Um, Cody Walker was never going anywhere at thirty. Well, he'll be thirty-five that final year of his contract. Started late at twenty-six, coming into the NRL it was a really late, late bloomer. So hence why he's probably getting more out of his career. And Latrell Mitchell at the end of his career will be thirty. Mm. I mean, it's well the end of this deal. At the end of the deal, sorry, yeah, 2027, yeah. he'll be 30 years of age and still probably have another two or three years left in him. So I would say for Blake Solly, doing these three deals wouldn't have been a concern at all. I don't think there would have been any hiccup, any headache. There would have been really good just communication. Salary, just salary cap. I mean... Oh, it's always about the salary yeah. cap, especially when you've got a player like Cody who is going to be 35. Yeah. You know, I don't know whether it's two years with a one-year option in the club's favour, whatever it may be, uh, that would be one that you would tread lightly in relation to what he's going to be earning in that final year. 
So, but I, I don't wouldn't have seen any concerns at all with this one. And I noticed it last year when um, when Latrell was out of the side, Cody was frustrated. He, he wasn't enjoying his footy. As soon as Latrell came back, it gave him that extra attacking weapon. He looked relaxed. He started playing the footy. He loved to play on that left edge. So they're, they 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 just complement each other. Those two. And they're both very happy when each other's in the team playing. I've got to say, South, even though Mitchell's already won a couple of premierships and he's done everything in the game. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah, but um, we, uh, they've got him at the perfect time. Yeah. They've got him at the perfect age when they're getting a player that's not only playing on natural ability, but he's matured as a rugby league player as well, as matured as a leader. I've got no doubt South will win a comp in that period that Walker, Mitchell and... Damien Cook will all be there, and Cam right. Murray, and Lachlan Ilias, and Alex Johnson. Lachlan Ilias is just going to get better. Yeah, well, he's a he's a clone of of Adam Reynolds. Yeah, just a, a younger version. So yeah, I think they're definitely on the up the bunnies. Uh, another Mitchell, uh, Mitchell Moses's uncle Benny Elias believes the West Tigers are fighting an uphill battle to yeah. try and sign him. Um, oh yeah, I, I, like he like is, Benny is says, it money wise or is it the prospect of going to the West Tigers? All due respect to Tim Sheens, of course. But they've been a basket case for a few years I now. think it's all about money. But to be quite honest, I don't think he wants to go anywhere. I think he wants to stay at Para. I think Mitchell possibly could be using other clubs as a as a negotiating tool for the Parramatta Eels. Um, and that's that's what you've got to do when you're going to sign your biggest contract. Would he go back to the West Tigers who released him mid-season when he was at the club as well, signed as a 17-year-old? Um, how significant would it be if they got him back to the club? It would be... It'd be a huge coup Monumental. to have Uppy Coruscant and Coruscant and Isaiah Papali and Co at that club. If they got Mitchell Moses, they're automatically a top eight side. But is Mitchell going to make the change from Parramatta to West Tigers for the sake of maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is a lot of money, mind you? But it, as a player, is it, if you're still going to get paid eight hundred odd thousand dollars a year, as opposed to say nine hundred to a million, but you're going to play finals every year with Parramatta, guaranteed finals every year. Yep. I think he'll take the club that he's currently at. Matt Rogers sat in that chair last week and said the the, the premiership window for Parramatta is over. He yep. believes it's over. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I, I, I know. You that reckon that's the re- Parramatta is his best chance at a premiership? Absolutely. They've signed Josh Hodgson mm-hmm. as a number nine. Who Reed Marnie's a very good player. Josh Hodgson, I think, is a better player. Okay. And I say that respectfully, just from an attacking point of view. Um, They've proven defensively they've been really good. They weren't in the grand final. They played against a red-hot Panthers side. But in saying that, I don't think their premiership window is over at all. They've got a really good group of young players. Go to a break. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Back in a moment, Tim Sheens. Great chat you and Badge had with him earlier this year. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. And our very special guest, uh, we're very privileged to have him. He's coached Nelly, get this, 800 games, Nelly, at the NRL, UK Super League, state and national level badge. You've won premierships with this man. I was fortunate enough to spend my last season of my career with, uh, with this man as well. Four premierships at two clubs, a major influence on the game at all levels and for many years and will continue as he takes on the now the head coaching role in his second stint at the West Tigers, none other than Timmy Sheens. Welcome to Sports Day, Sheensy. Hello, guys. Does that make you sound that's really that's old? Very nice. Uh, Eight hundred. Very nice. Eight hundred games now. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Wow. Um, I, some days I feel that 
too, don't worry. <laughs> but, uh, and here I am back for more. Are yeah. you mad? What what prompted you to take on the role again? <laughs> oh, mate, look, football's been my life, really, uh, in real terms. When, when I think back, you know, from the time I was seven years of age, the, apparently the nun said to my mother in primary school, Tim would be a pretty good student if his head would come in outside uh, from the playing field. Mm-hmm. So I think... Um, I think my uh, my my life was planned out even from that early. Jeansy, you came back to help out the West Tigers in an overseeing role, and um, uh, that that kicked in late last year, early this year. Oh, sorry, early this year. It, was it was it ever in the back of your mind that it might play out like this? That you might find yourself in this position, Gary? I I, I didn't, mate. Honestly, I, I came back to to support the club. You know, an administrative role behind the desk. You know, I wasn't flying the jet anymore. I'd been grounded, and uh, that was fine. I'd done that in England in a number, a couple of the clubs, mm. um, and was quite happy to do so. Um, and our our ideal um, our ideal system, ideal system, mate, was going to be someone take it on for the five years, as we offered uh, young Cameron Serrano, um, and we didn't really. Yeah, there wasn't as many obvious sort of other people that we were interested in to to any great degree, and I think you know, Canterbury and even Warriors struggled. I think uh, you know looking for the right person, and uh, this system this was sort of mooted as a, you know, I suppose it's a Wayne Bennett system, isn't it? Sort of carry someone in your pocket for a year or two and then mm. let them go. Uh, but um, no, no, I guess I, I really didn't think it wasn't the ideal thing that I was looking for, but. Now I find myself probably a different. It's a different feeling too. You're you're an interim coach, really. You're thinking I'm thinking two years to lay the platform for the for young Bench. And uh, although I say young Bench now, he's <laughs> you know, he's got a four year old and a uh, and he's well into his late uh, mid to, mid thirties and so. So they're not he's not that young. But to saying that uh, he's got the energy of a young man, and uh, yeah, my job will be to lay a platform. I'll, I'll do some time after the coaching in my current role to be there if he needs it, uh, just as a shoulder to talk, you know, someone to talk to about it. But, but basically, I'm setting it up for him. So why, why aren't you then, if if this is the the right way to go? Uh, and I haven't seen this talked about anywhere. So forgive me if I'm going over. I'll grab. But why aren't you jumping straight into it now, Tim? And I know Noddy's there as a a caretaker, but why not put that system in place straight away with you and, and Benji or even you and Noddy? No, well, that's that's the secret of it, I think, in this uh, that I want to do. But I want to do that um, in the background, mate, and work the two boys and get them ready for it. Um, you know, the system that we're using at the moment has been working okay, as in you know, they're, they're working together and carrying the team. I know we're not doing so well on the ladder, obviously, but at the end of the day, um, I think I need to get Benji and, and Rob and also finalise the staffing ready for November 1. Uh, we've got a World Cup, of course, where a lot of players are going to go overseas from all the clubs, so it's going to be an unusual pre-season. But we're planning those sorts of things now, and if, I, if we're tied up in actually coaching, we're not going to get the planning done, and I want to really do their pre-coaching before we get there, if you know what I mean. Like, we've got... A couple, two or three months to prepare the two boys, so it makes it a lot easier to get started that way. You've known Benji since he was mm. 17, Tim, and why him as an assistant 
and then a head coach. What attributes have you seen in, in him as a teenager to now that, that he could handle such a crucial role? Look, I, he, he's extremely intelligent as far as the game is concerned. Um, he's got the right temperament, in my opinion. Uh, he's certainly got the energy for it. Um, but in real terms, he knows the game. And I think, the, you know, in all the coaches that have sort of, you know, uh, been under me as such, you know, all of them were intelligent to the game. You know, you, you know, I think you need to have that. Then you've got to have the temperament. And that'll be the question mark, the temperament, I suppose, because we never know how everyone handles all the issues that comes that come with first-grade coaching. He's got two years to learn that. Do you think I'm going to be pushing him forward? Yes, I am. He's going to be involved in everything, in every department, in everything that he needs to be. So it will be a fairly um, intense apprenticeship. Um, he just won the apprentice, so I suppose he's all right <laughs> at doing those things. Um, but no, he's he's keen to get involved in everything. Uh, I'll be setting it up for... Yeah, the kids that we've got are probably three years away, so he'll be there at that time, and uh, and I need to introduce him to all of that as well. So, you know, I've had a good look at those kids this year. We've signed uh, all the kids pretty much that we want to sign out of our system, and we've got a, a really good system again next year. So, you know, he's keen. He's come from a sort of a junior system through through us, even though it was Kibra High. They were our school, and. Uh, he played enough games at this club to be considered a junior, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, both he and Robbie, um, you know, I raised them in many ways, you know, from 19 to, well, as you say, Benji was 17 to, to the late 20s. So they, they know me and I know them. And they, they, the game that we played had a lot to do with, okay, some of my ideas, but certainly their abilities and their skills. So we, um, we'll turn, we're the worst side in the league for, for scoring points and tries. And that's my first aim is to turn that round. Well, you did that with the 2005 team. And you have developed so many former players into great coaches. I think the most in the history of the game. And, and Benji is another one of those as, long, as well as Robbie. Now, are you confident that Benji will look at you as someone that he could challenge Sheenzy? Or will he still have that, I suppose, that father figure mentality when he looks at you as, a, as an assistant coach? <laughs> Sats. Sats, please. <laughs> He's, uh... I'll have trouble controlling both of them in real terms. <laughs> they, they'll challenge, don't worry. They challenged me when they were 18, let alone in different yep. ways, I suppose. But certainly um, both boys were the sort of boys, and, and you guys are the same, honestly. Uh, is If I said something now and then said something different in three months, they'd pick me up on it. And I'm sure you two would have done the same thing. Now, people are, people are really smart in the game. I'm giving both you two a rap here too, boys. So uh, I like that. You know, they remember things and they need to be challenged and they need to be, you know, um, they're, they're unhappy if they're not learning something. Um, and that's what I think most of the guys that have really made successful coaches, or if you don't go the coaching way, you go the media way, you've got to have an intelligence to the game. If you survive the media or the coaching game, you know, you know the game and you've got some sort of personality to go with it. And that's what these guys have got. Tim, how, how has coaching changed since, you know, you started in the 80s, 90s, success right through uh, into the 2000s? And, or, or fundamentally, is it still the same, um, perhaps with the, the current players just a, a little bit different? Oh, mate, uh, every generation I've had, what, four, 
going on five generations, but mm. they're all different, and you've got to be able to move with them and stay ahead of them. Um, you know, everything from, you know, uh, the old days when the backs, you know, the forwards wrapped around and the backs went together and you had centres playing next to one another and the five-metre rule. <laughs> I mean, I've even played under the unlimited tackle, let alone the four tackle and then the six tackle. So that's how far I go back. But in saying that, you know, the game has improved as well. And I think it improves if you try to improve it. In other words, don't do the same as everyone else does. Um, and I think the success, if anything, that I've had is the fact that I, I try to be different to other people and not necessarily follow the same track. And these two boys are exactly that. I mean, I learned all about kick returns from you, Batch, right? How you ran those kick returns with uh, Chica. So little <laughs> things like that. Mullins then almost affected that because he was twice as fast as you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, in saying that, mate, you know, those things you pick up, you learn, you, and I've been learning all my life. I've never think that I know it all, and these two lads are the same. Um, but uh, we do think alike, and that's going to be... And we will, we will obviously coach alike, and I think we will, um, we will recruit alike. You, know, you generally recruit your style, and I always look for offensive players. I mean, we were, um, you know, I, I don't, don't get me wrong, I don't mind. You've got to be able to tackle. Um, you know, even you had a, a go at that badge, but um, occasionally. Occasionally, mate. You threw yourself in there. Don't worry. You got to throw yourself in the spokes of the wheel, and you did. Um, the uh, the idea is so um, is to move forward with the game and try to stay ahead of the game, and I think that's the secret of it. And these two guys are in that sort of they're that type of lad. And nearly every coach that that has, if if you call it the system, I mean, I don't take credit for that. I mean, I, I encourage them, but you know. Um, in saying that, you know, you, you're on your own when you coach. You know, it's not a matter of I could identify. It's hard to identify who you think are going to be a great coach. It's like a five-year thing. Ask me in five years, and if you're still doing it, player or coach, you probably can do it, if you know yeah. what I mean, because that's your 100 games, isn't it? There's your experience. Great yeah. stuff. We could sit here for weeks and talk to your sheens. Yeah, I know you love talking about your rugby league as much as what Padge <laughs> and I do. But um, yes. yeah, we want to thank you for, for taking time not out. my fault. Not my fault. You blokes asked me. You we did. And we love it. It's not my fault. We do. We love it. <laughs> hey, thanks for taking thanks, time guys. out and joining us on Sports I Day. I appreciate it. Love you. Mate, it's been a pleasure to be involved with you guys. You know that. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. I don't want to be a part of this today because you're going to have a crack at me on That's Ridiculous. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews here. The thing is, you're going to have a crack at me about something you've got zero knowledge on and mm. you're going to end up looking like an idiot again okay. right today. Here. Okay. Do you want me to give you a That's Ridiculous first? Off you go. The decision to penalise the Gabba for the pitch they churned out for the first test. Come on, that's ridiculous. There was nothing wrong with that pitch. Yeah, there was a little bit of moisture there. A little bit? Yeah, there's a lot. But isn't isn't that what makes cricket great? Instead of having these cookie-cutter pitches that are dropped in, they're the same everywhere. Sure, the Gabba bounces a bit more traditionally than, say, the MCG or the SCG. 
But even the SCGs become one of those pitches that doesn't turn as much Boring. as it used to. Yeah. I, I've, you and I both found it refreshing. And then to penalise them for that pitch, I thought it provided an outstanding contest. I was, I was riveted when it came to the bowling attack of both teams. You know, a set of bowlers, like three bowlers from each of those, each of the countries to bowl upwards of 135 to 140k an hour, hitting the deck and just pinging off at shoulder and, and, and head level as well. And and what it did, it just, it, it questioned the batters. It made the batters think even more so. And yep. this is why the innings of Travis Head was just, it was so outstanding for him to nearly get a century on that pitch. A run a ball. And to see the movement in the ball from the speed bowlers as well. You know, yeah, you're right, Sats. So Mitchell it's, Stark. Kicking back yep. seven or eight inches, like it was, it was outstanding to watch because you were just waiting to, for someone to to get an outside nick and and one of the slips or or one of the wicket keepers from either country take a take a specky. One 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 thing that wasn't taken into consideration: Australia scored their runs really quickly. Mm. Now they could have dragged it out at two runs and over, and we could have gone into a day three and nearly a day four. That stuff needs to be taken in consideration. And you're right, Sats. It exposed how spoilt batsmen are nowadays by playing on batter-friendly pitches. And as I said before, with bigger bats, smaller boundaries, you can't have everything your way. Bigger cricket balls. Bigger, they, they are, <laughs> and they've got rattles in them as well now. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, if you want to look at it from a, a negative perspective from my end, it would have been probably good to go through to a third day. But it could have. Australia didn't score at six runs and over. You know, we're not criticising England the way they're playing at the moment. And it's got nothing to do with the pitches. It's got the style of play at the moment. They're trying to finish teams off. like this Pakistan tour. They're trying yep. to finish them off in three days, what they're calling baseball. It's all about being on the attack, getting in the face of your opposition and mm. setting a setting a tone of intensity that you've got to try and, yep. try and um, compete with. If we have a boring, drawn-out test in Melbourne because of snow and rain and all that, <laughs> I'm giving Melbourne penalties. Mm. All right? What do you got? No, don't worry about it. Um, an Indian teenager has miraculously survived a javelin being thrown through his neck. Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, a freak track and field accident. Uh, As I said, it was in in India. And um, one one of the students threw the the javelin in an event and the young schoolboy was just walking past where the javelin was thrown. And obviously no OH&S at this school. Yeah, straight through his neck. And the image of him, if you go on news.com.au, uh, there's, a, there's a picture of this kid sitting on just like a, a normal chair waiting for like the ambulance arrival. With and the he's javelin. Just, he's just got this javelin through his oh, neck. And he just, he looks so calm as well. What was the distance the, the javelin throw? He through didn't break a record. He didn't. Yeah. Just a neck. Which is disappointing. Now, the other that's ridiculous is uh, I was talking to you today on the phone about Christmas and how much you love preparing a ham, even though you don't put any. Had the ceremony on it today. Even, even though you don't put any glaze because or. Because we had a cold, you idiot. Or chives or anything on it. It's just. We had a cold. You don't do that. It's embarrassing. Um, you might as well just get a, a ham any other day of the year. Oh, just shut up. So my other one is, oh, so what are you doing? He goes, oh, I've just pulled up outside my old house. I said, what are you doing there? He goes, I'm just about to pick up my prawns. I went, it's Wednesday. And What? What? It's, Come on, that's yeah. ridiculous. You don't pick up prawns on Wednesday right. when Christmas is on Sunday. Right. Do you want do you want this do you want the uh, rest of the story now? Because you carried on if you like tell a me, two-year-old. If you tell me they're frozen. They are. Oh. They're snap frozen. You've they're from no prawn for a beautiful prawn farm. You've got no idea. No, I have. Are they banana prawns? They're a beautiful prawn 
uh, from the back of on the Gold Coast at the back of, at Jacob's Well mm-hmm. at a prawn farm there, snapped frozen, beautiful, juicy frozen prawns, beautiful. Mate, how, what, do, you, do you think all those prawns in the supermarket are fresh? Don't get them from the supermarket. Oh, where, where do you get them from, Sat? Straight off the trawler. You dive into the ocean and get them yourself and the, you come back. between my teeth. teeth. That's right. And a prawn sack on one, your back. One prawn at a time. Yeah, you're an idiot. Uh, one more I've got, and it's the PGA. Stop it. Just stop it. Come on, that's ridiculous. Stop feeding us Tiger and oh. his kid. You're an idiot. No, stop it. Because they're trying to win the PR battle and they're exploiting a child and a bloke with a gammy leg. Stop it. Come on, that's ridiculous. You've got no sense of emotion about you. Oh, how much do I have to see? Everyone's got a short memory about Tiger Woods, haven't they? Oh, what? A womanizer. We want to applaud the way he plays golf. I thought you were saying one of Don't Give me careful there. Okay. No. We want to applaud the way that he plays golf. Yeah, mate, I've had enough. I don't care you know what happens why? off the golf You know why? Course. They've got no stars left. They've got no star. They've got Rory, who's too emotional about Greg Norman and his dogs. And they've got Tiger. Yeah, who's that, a pretty good. Who can't play at the moment. He's a pretty big. But this is what I'm saying. Pleaser, but this is all they got. Just Tiger, who can't even play. Doesn't matter. Stop it. No. Stop it. Why wouldn't you roll out the biggest name in world golf in the history of world golf? What? Watching his oh his son. Left a note in a bunker for Justin Thomas. Ooh, excitement. In the meantime, the other blokes uh, have signed for $140 million and are mm. living the life anyway. That's a, and you get a, if you come last, you get a medal. And that's good. Everyone gets a ribbon. No, they don't. No, they actually get $140,000. Yeah. $140,000 ribbon. Oh, oh, look, quick. Put, there's some negativity. Push Tiger and his kid out again. I love it. The seven-seat Kia Sorento large SUV frozen prawns from Jacobs Well are very nice as well. This is Sports Day. Back in a moment. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to it. Uh, Until the end of 2022, we're looking at the great sporting moments of 2022, and I was dreading this one coming up. Of course, the State of Origin series of 2022, which was outstanding if you're a Queensland fan, which which I am and which you're not, uh, Woogie. But the way that it finished, I've got to say, it's it's one of the most outstanding finishes I've seen to an Origin series. I've never seen Suncorp go up the way that it did. It was pretty special. Amazing. And to be there calling it live as well was uh, was pretty special. But uh, game one was played at a core stadium. It was just over 80,000 as there is at every Origin. Um, Paddy Carrigan was unbelievable for... Um, for Queensland, and um, Carlin Ponga had a hand in a couple of tries as well, and he also got on the, on the score sheet himself. Now Kafusi tackled there by Crichton, and Munster's starting to dictate play here for Queensland. As Harry Grant out of acting half, it comes to Ponga, long ball, there's another try. Valentine Holmes is in for Queensland. Whoa. It's now 16 points to four, the Maroons. They're blowing New South Wales apart. Yeah, Ponga had a hand in a couple of tries, and that was to Valentine Holmes. The ball actually went to the ground, went underneath the the arms of the New South Wales defender, and that's where uh, Valentine Holmes picked up the crumbs and scored a try. But Cam Munster was outstanding, as he always is at that level. You've got to remember Cam Munster, and, and Jack only reminded me today, he missed game three because of COVID. Comple- that's right, he did Completely too, yeah, forgot yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, and Xavier Coates 
was injured as well in the series. Game two. Don't at forget Op- Payne Haas was out as well for he New was, South Wales. Yeah. Uh, game two at Optus Stadium in Perth. Not even. Um, <laughs> uh, again, I was privileged to be at Optus Stadium, one of the great stadiums in, in the country. Horrible to watch a game of rugby league from. But uh, Brad Fittler made uh, some changes to his starting side from the loss in game one. Uh, debuts to Matty Burton. Uh, Talakai from Cronulla as well. Uh, Jake Trebojevic from Public Demand. He got asked to, to be brought back into the team, and that's exactly what happened. And uh, game two, well, New South Wales uh, won, that tr- won that game. Brian Toto was, was one of the stars. Left-hand side, Cleary, Luai, Burton. Burton. Toto! Toto! Yeah! Oh, you beautiful man! Brian yes. Toto scores in the corner! You beautiful, beautiful man! The oh. Blues 12, Queensland 12, and a kick to come. Yeah, the uh, the big moment of that match was just before halftime, Felice Cafusi sin-binned, and in the end, 44 points to 12. So it went into Suncorp Stadium for the decider. As you said, Cam Munster misses because of COVID. Again, everyone thought because the best player in, in origin is not going to be there, uh, Queensland were behind the eight ball. But it was a brutal start to the game. Cam Murray was knocked out. Selwyn Cobbo was knocked out. Lindsay Collins was knocked out. All three of them didn't return to the field. Uh, Val Holmes scored a try. Saifidi scored a try. But I think from the entire uh, Origin series, the the play of the moment was the try that decided the Origin series by the man that is always questioned and criticised about whether he can play at Origin level, but he always plays his best rugby league at Origin level. And, of course, it was the match-winning try and the series-winning try to Benny Hunt. Cleary, little chip over the top, intercepted by Hunt. Ben Hunt races away. Go, Benny! He won't have the pace or Willie. Go, He's Benny! He's going. Yo, chasing Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt will score. There's the game for Queensland. Ben Hunt scores. That wins the series for Queensland. It is what Origin has been built on since 1980 to come up with such a, a great moment and a man that, uh, like we said, doesn't matter what position he plays, he's always one of Queensland's best. So... 2022 is one of the great performances this year. And um, for me, it was top two moments throughout the year. Top two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, that game three, you're right. I was I was standing behind you when you called, when that was being called. And, it, mate, I've never heard so well, you, much noise well, in my life. you heard the crowd then. You heard the oh. the vocals itself. Everything went static because and we it was were that indi- loud. And we were indoors. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, well done. Well done to Queensland. Tourney 23, that's New South Wales a seven-seat Kia car, Sorrento, large SUV. Bring your sports day. Last blast on the way next. The seven-seat Kia Sorrento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For New Farm Australian through and through, if you're listening on Charters Towers 4GC, birthplace of Colin Scott. Great player, Colin Scott. It certainly Of course, was. our man Badge took over from Colin Scott in the... The Queensland side, about 1986 it was. Badge made his debut. It was Colin on Scott. telly yesterday. Yeah, he day. was an outstanding player, Colin Scott. Really good. Who was better, Badge or Colin Scott? Badge had more to his arsenal. His what? Yeah. Arsenal. What? Um, 33 at, tomorrow, by the way. Had a, he was a kicker, uh, mm. Badge. He had beautiful ball skills. But Colin Scott was a he was a really good um, kick returner. Outstanding he was. Yeah. Mm. Could he tackle? Yep. Okay. Are you saying Badge couldn't? Well, Badge says he couldn't tackle. That's what he says, not me. Well, you're the one that brought it up. 
New Farms products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. It would be unfair to pick on Badge when he's not here. True. Okay? I agree. Uh, New Farm, Australian through and through. Because he's a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. You like this, Sats, don't you? The F1 has banned political statements. Yeah, I, I, you know, sport can be a really good platform uh, to get a really strong message across, but I think... It's, sports can be used too much as a political platform to to get your views and your you know, your beliefs across. And I, I applaud this from F1, the F, the body's international sporting code, um, concerning breach of rules now deems an offence. The general making and display of political, religious, and personal statements or comments, notably in violation of the general principle. So, yeah, as of January twenty one, uh, January one, twenty twenty three, any statements will need to be previously approved in writing. So I like it. I like. If you, if you are, if you want to try and make some sort of comment um, about a pressing matter or an emerging matter, whatever it may be, and bring awareness to it, just come through us first. Or use your own social platforms. Yeah, but why can't you, why can't they do? You're that? contracted to the F1. They would control anything you put out oh, on your social networks. Oh, the team. Do they control? I don't know. That's an interesting way of looking at well, the it. The governing body will. So listen, oh. we'll let you do what you want to do as long as you come will to they? us first. Will they? No, you come to us first and we'll either rubber stamp it or we'll say, no, we don't want to be, we don't want to be guilty we'll file by association. That. We'll file that mm. submission. <laughs> That's what hey, good news. Channel 9 has emerged as a shock 11th hour contender to reclaim cricket's TV rights as Channel 7's hopes fade. It's believed that Cricket Australia bosses remain nervous about taking the plunge on Channel 10 and Paramount and have been working in the background to see if a partnership can be formed between Nine, Fox and News Corp. I've got to say, I've, I've enjoyed Channel 7's coverage. I really have. Uh, I've really enjoyed Justin Langer um, and Trent Copeland. Um, who else is there? The doctor, the bowling doctor. Um, what's his name? I'll think about it in a sec. Great the bowler, who? great bowler, the do- bowling doctor, the, the great bowler for Australia. Um, I'll think about it in a sec. But um, I really like Channel 7's coverage, to be honest. And unfortunately, anyone that has come after our great Channel 9 cricketing yeah. coverage for so many years is, has always suffered the, the public scrutiny. It's like, a, it's like a rugby league player taking over from Wally Lewis or Peter Sterling. It's, it's really difficult Who's to do. Who's the bowling doctor now? I, uh, I, I've, I've Fleming. Been- Oh, Damien, Damien is he the Fleming. bowling doctor? Yeah, well, I've they, never seen him called that on the. Yeah, they call him the bowling professor or the bowling doctor, oh, whatever okay. it may be. So, all right, um, we'll see how that plays out. But I've got to say, with Paramount, that maybe they've been able to sit back and look at how A-League? the A League's been really mm. affected, not having access to it. Yeah, I, I think a lot of major sports now are getting nervous about paywalls. Mm. You know, yeah, absolutely, sports are hidden from sight. Oh, but we're paying for everything these days, you know. But not only that, you want subscribing to everything, and but you want to see promos on free to wear TV. Yeah, you know, and whenever I see a Channel Seven promo for the test, that's going, oh yeah, I've got to watch that. I don't see it when it's on Paramount. Yeah, true. You know, I, I, I've never seen. Mind you, I don't watch much Channel Ten, but I've, I've I never see a promo for the A League. Mm, yeah. So I don't even know where it is. Make sure you've got the right insurance this storm season. Search SunCorp Home Insurance for a quote today. This has been Sports Day. We'll be back tomorrow night. See you, Satsy. See ya.